0: Episode 3, Like a Phoenix. Well, hello there. You might remember me from such films as you used to be my friend. And don't worry, my wife says I'm a horrible communicator too. And wait, who is this? Well, it's me, Eric. And like the friggin' phoenix that you all know I am deep down inside my heart, here I am, rising from the asses. Oh gosh, it's been a while. Why? Well that is an excellent question. I have been asking myself the same question. So truthfully, without any BS, it's actually been tough adjusting to a mostly stay-at-home dad for the past eight months. I didn't really think that it would be a huge issue for me, but it turns out, in addition to forcing me to wrestle with my innermost demons, who if you are curious, forced me to do long-form comedic improv, I just started sweating as I typed that, It asks for me to be good at all the things that I innately suck at while letting what I always thought were my strengths grow a bit moldy and fester. Have you ever wrestled with who you are and what you have to give for half a year, maybe more? Not fun. But things are looking up. I mean, here I am, banging away at a newsletter on a mechanical keyboard drinking some quite literally locally grown coffee like some kind of millennial hipster. If only I took more selfies. So here's the quick update. I've been doing some demo teaching and a bit of what has turned into education consulting. Is that a thing? I feel like that's a thing. Uh, And it's been great. Being back around kids that are not my own, working with teachers and refining instructional systems, getting to be around kids that aren't my own, helping other people with an incredibly difficult but rewarding craft and remembering that I do, in fact, love children that aren't my own. I was recently working with a group of teachers here at a local school in Kenya doing a PD on project-based learning and how that maps onto the International Baccalaureate PYP program. Now, I know that means next to nothing to about 97.4, if I did my math right, percent of you uh, that are reading this, but basically I was talking about using one idea or a project to frame all the learning that's happening during a period of time. Why are we learning about angles and geometry? Well, because we're designing a tiny house for our local homeless shelter. I walked them through the launch of a PBL process that I ran when I was teaching 5th grade, only much less successfully. It reiterates why working with kids is so amazing. Kids that aren't my own. Now, to give you a bit of context for this PBL launch, I start by displaying a few images and then invite students to notice things within them. So this begins to engage their wonderings, which then leads us to eventually developing what amounts to a need to know list as the basis for our, our learning. Students have agency, they're deciding what we're learning. So this PBL is about persuading local government to develop an emergency preparedness plan where we learn how to persuade, how to calculate costs and make predictions, how to communicate so well that they can't ignore you. So the units of study um, that underlie this are tectonic plate movement in science, persuasive writing and opinion pieces and literacy, multiplication of decimals in math, and community activism in social studies. So if you're looking at the newsletter right now, you see a slide with a bunch of different images on them, and the images are from um, the most recent tsunami in Japan. So here it goes. Fifth graders, what do you notice? Destruction. Water flooding into a city. A boat out of water on a building, maybe? Buildings crumbled. Roads ruined. Transition to my professional development at the local school here in Kenya. Teachers, what do you notice? I don't really like the font choice. It seems like the pictures aren't spaced evenly. Oh, this is the Japanese tsunami. I wonder which side of the road they drive on there. You know, here it took me like no time to adjust to it. Actually, a lot of people import their cars from Japan, so it's probably the same as here. Oh, hey, have any of you eaten at the new sushi place down behind Village Market? I heard that Omar's mom got sick there, but I think we should try it anyways because it seems like the type of place that would get really good reviews. Hey, you know what? Let's do that for lunch. I can place an order. Pulls out phone. Oh, Uber Eats says 35 minutes. That's not bad. Brian, what do you want? Me, my name's Eric. Teacher, I wasn't talking to you, I was talking to Brian. Me, oh, right, that makes more sense. Teacher, well, do you want anything? Me, just to finish this PD. Teacher, okay, well, let's do orders first. You know, with sushi. Me, no, I, I, I don't think I do know with sushi. Teacher, Well, you have to order it when you're thinking about it. Otherwise, you know, me. So, just to recap, what we noticed was that you didn't like my fonts and that the slide design isn't great. All right, so our next step would be to wonder and create a question to answer. Uh, Let's see. How can you, as a teacher, the steward of our most precious assets and their learning, actually pay attention and learn something awesome? Eat. Teacher, Well, you could start by changing that font. Stay tuned next week, next month, next year to find out what rolls I ordered and if, like Omar's mom, I found the sushi to be a bit lacking in the cleanliness standards department. Until then, make responsible font choices. It is great to have you here. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Here are this week's links. The first one about Kenya, Mount Kenya, is on fire, and it's pretty rough. The second one, something I've written recently, is a piece about mastery-based standards and why I don't use them in the classroom. It's an article called Students Will Be Curious About. Something I've been reading recently, I just finished Firewater Blues, which is the sixth book of the Dublin Trilogy by Cueve MacDonald, and this week's photograph is a picture I made at the foot of Mount Kenya. Thanks for being here.